Hey there, this is Michelle Antoine, writer and director of Livescream, and you're listening to Without Your Head. Station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal. I'm Treacherous Trista. And we're joined by Antoine Lay, the director of Followed. And the star of Hello. And Hello. the star of Yes. And the star of Followed, Matthew Solomon. It's very good to have both of you here. Hi guys. Thanks for ha- having me. Thank you for having us. Uh, first of all, I want to mention that it's opening next week at the drive-in on the 26th, and that's not something I get to uh, to say very often. It might be the first time I've mentioned that on a show. That, that it's, someone's opening. Movies. Uh, it's actually opening one week earlier. So it, oh, okay. FedEx is actually tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it's opening tomorrow, and then next week, the 26th, we go into Expanimation 1. Oh, Wow. I assume when you made it, you never thought, you know, this might play at the drive-in. <laughs> never in a million years. Um, myself. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, I've actually never been to a drive-in either. Our movie will be the first that I've ever been to the theater. So that's that's pretty exciting. It really is. Yeah. So, uh, Antoine, what interested you in the script? Um, so, uh, the, 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 uh, so we actually did have the script when we first thought about this concept. Uh, long story short is that the story behind, you know, Hotel Tisona, I remember watching the news back in the day when I saw that, you know, the story first broke. And I thought it was a parody or, you know, or like a mockumentary. I didn't think it was real because it was a, there's no way. Uh, keep in mind, the real life story is also, you know, very similar to a death film that was made. You know. So I thought it was more like an homage. I didn't, I never thought it was real. And then when I started reading it, my God, this is actually real. So that event, so, uh, and, and I do recall that every year, you know, during Halloween time, they always bring up also CISO, at least all of them. I always was reading, uh, the story just drew me in. And uh, it just so happened that, you know, Todd Clark, a writer, uh, a producer back in the day, and uh, Todd was, was also interested in the same subject, you know, in the same hotel CISO and all that, but Todd had an idea that, that you know, because amazed uh, with the social media and you know the rise of vloggers and everything else, so I think we both came up with a concept. Of, you know, what happens if there's a vlogger, a reverent vlogger that really is interested in this channel? He wants to do a subject on it. So that is the genesis of the idea. And you know, after we have the genesis of the idea, Todd Click, a writer, just went on and 
wrote it. And uh, and basically, what I loved about the, the script is just is is not just a you know uh, uh, here's a horror cookie cutter you know group of of, of, of friends or whatnot. Say no, it's not just simple. The script actually has nuances. It's a lot more about characters. You know, the original is over 120 pages, so that's what I like. Which is a film that is more character driven rather than event driven, right? And of course, it is based on real life, and it's based on you know the whole vlogging phenomenon as well. So that's what interested me. So it's a little bit of dancing. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what interested you, Matthew, in the role? Um, well, so I was actually cast before there was a script as well. Oh, okay. Um, which was, yeah, very unusual. Um, basically, what I was given was details for, I think, three different scenarios. And they said, come in and improvise. I'll see your personality. Um, and I think that would scare a lot of other actors away. For me, I love... Uh, mumblecore style where you know you don't shoot with the full script you just get to improvise your way through it and I was like oh great okay I get to walk into the audition and I get to just do what I want that's so cool um, so I did that and I was so lucky that they ended up casting me and then I got to actually watch the process of the script which was really interesting you know I saw this movie almost from its genesis to its completion um, so that was probably the most unique and fun thing about this process. So few actors really get to experience that. Um, also, I mean, Antoine and Todd are amazing. They really valued my input um, throughout the entire process. So I got to, I got to, you know, um, make creative decisions and, and see if they liked those creative decisions and they would run with them. Uh, and the role himself as Mike, I got to be, that irreverent, snarky jerk that we all would love to just really let ourselves be sometimes. Um, and so I got to do that, and it was so fun. And then you really get to know Mike as the movie goes on and realize that he's actually a very caring and person. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what was really fun about the role. There's a really – I don't think that you can say this about a lot of horror movies, a lot of found footage movies, but the, there are very – real well-written character arcs for all of the leads and you know uh, for an actor that's a dream you don't have to make anything up because it's all on the script for you no we were talking a little bit beforehand uh you know trista's really into the paranormal she could talk about this more than me but uh it's interesting because i didn't know really about the hotel and uh, we both liked the movie and trista you know knew a lot about the uh the real history of it so it's cool that uh, both of us can, you know, can enjoy the movie with or without that knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. I also knew the story about the Hotel Cecil because um, I went to USC, which was just you know, a five-minute drive away from the hotel. So I also saw the subject, and I was like, oh, absolutely. This is the weirdest, most bizarre story ever that to actually happen in real life, and now I get to sort of recreate it. Amazing. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, Trista, can you talk about that? You know, like, uh, you know, when the movie started, because that's what you noticed, you know, right away about the hotel. Yeah, I'm actually uh, fascinated by the Elisa Lam case and by uh, uh, Ramirez and uh, the hotel in general. 
Um, we were going to do a paranormal investigation there, but they had bed bugs, so I, uh, <laughs> we called it up. But I do a lot of paranormal investigations around LA. So, and I love films where LA is a character. So, and I feel like this um, really had that. That was very. Um, I was when you shot at the Cecil. Um, no, so we we actually won it, right? And uh, from what I what I call is one we we act, you know, as a movie where they need to wear disguise to try to sneak in again, act like they were first. Guess what? That's actually we did, you know, myself, producer Matt, and Todd Click, you know, all right. And that's what we did. We actually disguised ourselves, although no one knew us anyway. We look, we try to look like jurors when we get to the hotel, you know, and, and we actually rented a room there, you know, and uh, uh, our intention was just to stay there for maybe half a night to do research. We did. And Todd, you know, uh, he's the sort of writer that he wants, you know, whatever he writes about, especially LA or any town that, he, that he's in. He wants to get every single little detail. If you ask him any sort of trivia question about a specific city, he would actually know the history going back to like 400 years of the city, right? That's, that's, that's the sort of person that Todd was. So research is something that Todd wanted to do. We, we were the uh, CISO hotel. We actually did inquire about possibly shooting there. But that is not <laughs> we know is... Uh, it's you know that hotel was you know after the whole Lisa Lamb it got you know inf this infamy and all that but I think it the peak was when uh, um, when when American Horror Story Hotel was actually you know uh, about that particular hotel and Lady Gaga was rude hotel was just you know it's got a lot of bad press continue to get bad press and just got bothered by fans of the whole you know the hotel series or whatnot to the point that they basically you know, they were also getting sued by uh, at least the family is they shut down everybody. So we could not shoot there at all. Uh, but we actually had to, the, we had some, some you know, uh, uh, hidden footage as well when we actually go to the room and you know, to get, get the layout of it, trying to breathe it in and whatnot. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, ultimately we had to use two different other hotels to stand in. But unfortunately not the season. Uh, they, uh, they encouraged us cast members to to uh, check up, and I strongly refused. <laughs> I was like, "That I don't need anybody haunting me. I don't need that following me home." Uh, a few people from the cast did indeed go check the hotel out, though. Um, which you know what? Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we well, we actually stayed for ourselves. Funny enough, we actually did, you know we we were not like you know superstitious or anything like that, but. Rather be saved than I'm sorry. So after we took her, we actually went and saved ourselves the same night. You know, we were burning some incense and whatnot. It was just so funny. We actually did it on the street. It was 4 a.m. in the morning, right? We just like, hey, before before going home, let's just save ourselves just in case. That was funny. 4 a.m. the street. You know, I think it was like, what, four or five of us? Just on the side of the street, just like burning incense. Did you see anything while you were there? Uh, no, but a lot of weird noises, you know, like in the movie, I think we made references to that as well, like weird noises, the elevator noises, it's just, there's just something in the air, I, I, I would say, right? so when I stayed there, I mean, like, I, I did feel that the air was a little heavy, but then again, it could have been just psychological, <laughs> you know what I mean, because right. we knew what, what, what happened, 
there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, nothing particularly there. Now, a lot of things happened, you know, on the movie set and after the movie that we, we filmed, so, you know, there were some unexplainable activities actually happening. But you know, at the hotel. <laughs> yeah, the movie, the movie set we did, we did, it felt a little haunted at times. I will say that much. It felt like telling, telling this story you know, there were some some funny accidents that I actually think ultimately made it into the film itself um, that I was like, okay, because uh, <laughs> uh, I get spooked very easily. So I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I started, it was the first time I ever owned crystals in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I didn't want to bring really up- Did you the elevator? Sorry. Sorry? Did you really- do the elevator ritual so i thought that i was gonna have to do the actual elevator ritual <laughs> and i was like matthew you are a professional this is a superstition um but luckily the way that filming works and the way editing works it didn't happen in perfect sequence in real time and i'm very grateful for that <laughs> when we were gonna go do our paranormal investigation at the cecil they wanted me to do the elevator ritual so i was uh, i was sad that they had bed bugs but a little bit relieved yeah because <laughs> you would have been potentially opening a portal to yeah essentially <laughs> <laughs> i didn't realize that's an actual you know a thing that i thought it was something you know made for the movie the ritual the elevator ritual yeah no, i mean it, it... Uh, it was funny because recently I just went on YouTube and I just did the whole elevator ritual, you know, just to see if there, you know, there's any upload or there's that I have to that. And a whole bunch of videos, essentially these videos were there before, you know, we made a movie. So I wouldn't say they're a movie, right? A lot of actual real life bloggers, they did the same thing that Drop the Mic character did. And, you know, obviously some of them were staged as well. But it was just funny because watch like oh guess it's lifted straight out of the film right and some of them <laughs> yeah. got essentially got made after it was released but the film hasn't been widely released yet so i'm pretty sure which is a coincidence but it was just funny because i actually watched you know if you go to youtube and start the elevator ritual elevator game i swear you could see at least a dozen of drop the mics out there even the antics and everything else too i was really surprised yeah well i think that would but, add to uh, the people have something it and uh I was saying, I think that would add to the realism of the movie if, you know, there are people similar to this doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I went on it. Just to see if people actually are doing this in real life. But <laughs> yes, they do, which is funny. Yeah. And disturbing. <laughs> uh, I want to mention the, the found footage element of the movie because uh, I thought you guys did a good job where it's progressively, you know, shaky, where they clearly know how to use a camera. Where sometimes I found I watch found footage and it's like this the whole movie and it's like why would they be doing that when they're just filming themselves talking? So it doesn't go crazy until you know some things are actually happening. Right. Yeah, I think what's cool about the film is that like because Mike is his career making video blogs, like we get to actually shoot professionally because in reality Mike would be shooting professionally. Um, cause I have heard, I've had friends say, oh, I don't want to watch the movie. I get nauseous when I watch found footage and I'm like, no, we, it's shot really well. Um, because in Mike's world, um, Danny or, um, Christopher, the two characters of the film, um, are 
directors of photography. Are real. So yeah, it looks, I was also very excited by how good it all ended looking as well. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah. And, and, and um, now for found footage is that, you know, I, I like found footage as well. Uh, you know, obviously I, I, you know, I like the genre, never thought I would actually make a movie in that genre, but I like the, the, the genre a lot, but I do think that it kind of with Paranormal and Blair Witch and uh, that, that superhero uh, um, movie uh, called uh, Chronicle, which is a found footage superhero movie, which I entirely admire. I, I love that movie. Right? So one of the things that when I approach this is that I personally, I don't like the traditional found footage, which is, you know, rainy video and all that. Cause like I said, I thought it was already protected. I mean, mm-hmm. I could do it to it. Uh, but I really like the approach that Chronicle did, which is they used found footage. It's just a, you know, it's just a style, but the movie itself is very cinematic. And, uh, you know, this is basically, you know, they came up with how they could set up different angles and make a cinematic as simple as having the character have possess superpowers. Because they got superpowers, you can move the cameras around, but, you know, make the camera flies or whatnot. So I thought, hey, that's genius. You just need to have you know, this, right? We, we need to do this in found footage. Then, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure that it's different. So I, I actually call it, uh, uh, you know, we, we put the term cinematic found footage. Uh, um, so what we did was that we set up the characters of Brother Mike to be, you know, a blogger. And of course, he works with Nick, you know, played by Caitlin, uh, by, by Caitlin Grace. And she is an editor. She's a UC film school student. I mean, that's that's what we had her do. And she's an editor. She's, so that's why it's a very polished, professional shot, simply because, you know, we wanted to, 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 to use an excuse that, hey, this is not a traditional found footage. And eventually what I wanted to do is that I wanted to build up the story in a sense that it's, is you know, people should forget watching it in the movie and hopefully you know it's it it, it looks cinematic enough that people also you know not really mention that but that was that was one of the things that we initially i think the score helps there too because there's a lot a lot of the the music really adds to the the tension of the movie absolutely absolutely jason today it's a uh our composer brilliant Brilliant, 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 brilliant composer. Uh, and yes, and you know, at first we actually had to decide whether or music or no music. Um, obviously in real life there wouldn't be any music, right? But then we, we were thinking of, hey, this is something, you know, is cut by, so therefore it's already freshly at the one. Number two is that, you know, if this was actually in real, you know, someone uploaded the footage and one at a studio to release the film, obviously, you know, the studio will actually add music to it as well because it's a cinematic experience. So that's how, that's how I guess we convinced ourselves we should just have music instead of the traditional no music. So. Right, yeah. So uh, Followed, it comes out tomorrow at the drive-in and then it's going to open a little wider and then it'll be go, eventually go to video on demand. How could people uh, follow it and see, you know, where they can check it out? Uh, uh, the best way to check it out is just go to our website is www.followedhorrormovie.com uh, again followedhorrormovie.com uh, the trailer all the information is, is there most importantly is that one can enter as a zip code and be able to find out in terms of what the closest drive-in is um, so I 
I do. I think that uh, we're opening tomorrow with about maybe 30 to 40 theaters at the moment. But by next week, we should expand to uh, a nation, which is double the theaters. And I also know from our distributors that new theaters are being added. In fact, there's a quote unquote uh, really high demand for drive ins everywhere, even pop ups, right? So, new, mm-hmm. new drives are just reopening. You know, there's thing in the United States, there's about over 350 drive ins. Not all of them are, 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 are uh, working at the moment, but I know that the owners are scrambling to get all of the theaters out. So, hopefully, we'll be out to as many of them as we possibly can, uh, you know, in a short amount. But yes, do expect for us to be opening uh, nationwide next week and available about 30 to 40 theaters tomorrow. And again, just wherever you are, just I'm putting this if there's one or two, you know, uh, near you. I was surprised that there are actually three in my area, which oh, I wow. have no idea. You know, although they are about 50 miles away, but still, <laughs> <laughs> there are three. But Relatively in your area. Well, it was very cool to talk to you both, and uh, I dug the movie. I know Trista liked the movie, and hope people check it out. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us, and then, yes, hope people will come check it out as well. I think this is something that uh, folks can enjoy, especially during this pandemic. And I think watching it in the event and the person view uh, uh, may give it a pretty good experience. Yeah, I, uh, yeah so <laughs> I actually can't wait to go see it myself to see what is what my movie is, what the movie feels like. You know, when we watch it, drive it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys I... so much for having yeah. us. Really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, guys. We really enjoyed the film. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Thank so you, much. guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Bye. From ancient terrors to the search for modern day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Where we should have listened. The tomb of Nick Cage. Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Tomb of Nick Cage. The